Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, hello. We are here today with Julianne Bosk, and um, we are excited. Julianne is a life coach and author. She wrote a book titled How a Mother Took Her First Step on the Moon. So um, Julianne is a mom, CEO, um, again, a life coach. So welcome, Julianne, to Earrings Off. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Okay, wonderful. All right. So, Julianne, you talk about being an expat mom. So tell us a bit about what that means, what that looks like for you, and then share with us some lessons um, that you've learned as an expat mom. Well, uh, I have been married for 28 years. We've moved 13 times around the globe. 13 times. <laughs> yes. And um, so expat means to me, basically, you are going somewhere foreign, somewhere unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it as um, an adventure every time. I've, I studied and got my master's at a school called Thunderbird. And at that, I met my husband who was international as well. So I knew what I signed up for, mm. but I didn't know it was going to be that many times. So my closets are quite clean right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I, I would say the life lessons I learned from being an expat mom is um, I treated life with uh, an adventure for new experiences. And mm. you go into it with curiosity and, and a zest into learning and exploring. And uh, for example, all of us have kids that don't like certain foods. Mm-hmm. One of the rules that I had as an expat mom was, hey, it may not be something that you enjoy or you know, but you got to try it. If you take one bite, two bites and you try it and you honestly say, nope, don't like it, then I can respect your choice. But that was one of my rules as an expat mom is you got to try something that is not our norm. Um, Mm -hmm. So life lesson wise, I would just say um, for the whole scope is just learn and explore because you may be surprised Mm -hmm. at what comes about that. And you know what, that's valuable advice because you have to be open to experiences and you can't set up these barriers just maybe based on what you've heard or read. I'm not going to like that. I'm not going to be comfortable here. And if you go in with that attitude, you're sort of doomed already. And uh, particularly as parents, we have to role model that. That's excellent advice, not only for an expat going somewhere new, but even in everyday life, we have to be open um, to new experiences, new people new ways of living, new ways of thinking. So especially with the world, the way it is right now, it's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And you do your children no service when you don't 
get them to understand that it's bigger than them, bigger than their environment, that you have to be open um, yes. to learn and to grow. So yeah. yeah. Uh, big agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious about how the children, how your children handled the 13 moves. Um <laughs> my husband always had a way of letting us know that there was a new opportunity. Okay. So, <laughs> new opportunity in quotes. <laughs> exactly. New opportunity. He would invite us to lunch or dinner. And all of us knew if you were invited for lunch or dinner, my dad, an opportunity was coming. So it was prefaced every single time that, oh, what are we walking into? And he would always pick the theme of kind of where we were going next. Oh, wow. That's dinner good. Or lunch that he took us to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say when the kids were a little younger, um, there was a lot of what ifs and questions. And again, to your point before, if we role modeled it with positivity, they seemed to grasp onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I will tell you, there was a lot of fear there. We were living in Dallas, Texas at the time. And um, my husband in, <laughs> invited us for Japanese food. And I was like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, he ordered all of these things at the table. And we were moving to Tokyo, Japan. Oh, wow. And wow. that was a big one. And he, <laughs> and interestingly enough, once it kind of was, portrayed to us, their, their friends came back to them and said, you know, there was an earthquake, there's radioactivity, you're going to come out. Um, I, how do you say it? Like the chemicals are going to get you and you're going to have brain problems and you're going to be morphed and uh, all the fear factors that happen in the news, even today yeah. happening mm-hmm. between their friends. And I said, again, knowledge is power go and let's investigate. Let's find out yeah. what's happening with the Fukushima situation. Let's right. find out. And, you know, when we moved there, I even went to the embassy held talks about where to buy your chicken and where it, I got knowledge. And so yes. I yes. calmed down when they found out the facts. Well, and you know what, um, Julianne, I, my husband and I went to Tokyo. We were there for about two weeks in, I think it was 2019. And uh, my son was at the UN internship. And you do learn something every time you go somewhere. What has stayed with me about Tokyo, of course, was just how clean the streets were. That's one thing I've never forgotten. But a personal thing, how their use of space. I'm telling you, my they, I mean, what I saw was just the way that in their hotel rooms, there can be smaller in my son's apartment, but you have everything. And I that challenged me when I came home to start thinking differently about my use of space. Yeah. So, you know, you pick up different things. I don't care wherever you go. So yes, yeah, definitely. And it it that use of space has followed me. Like I, yeah. I make everyone take their shoes off in my house because I was yeah, like, so do we, they say to me, yeah. well, why would you want the street all over your house? And I, that and, stuck in my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, um, full disclosure, I was reluctant, Julianne, to start that practice, but I got outvoted by everybody in my family. <laughs> so there you have it. So you do. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a dinner party and I sent out an email before that. And I said, okay, quirky Julianne here. I have a favor to ask you. And they thought once I kind of gave the information ahead of time, like, 
bring your best socks, show them off. You know, Um, they were, they told me, my girlfriends told me, I thought you were going to tell us something horrible in that, you know, (laughs) socks, you know, found again, I give information ahead of time. So people are prepared a little bit. (laughs) And see my son and daughter-in-law at the door, they have, you know, these um, little slippers. And so if you don't come prepared, you're still looking at you like, okay, the shoes got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to uh, kind of stretch it. Sometimes now, I, I think as I'm getting older, I really don't care anymore. Whereas when I was younger, I was like, oh God, what are they going to think? What are they going to, you know, wonder about me? Now I'm just like, shoes off, out. I'm not going to be cleaning up after <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Can I want to shift to um, uh, talk about being a mother? Can you talk a little bit about how you celebrate the fun and what are the serious parts of being a mother? Um, how I celebrated the fun is in the earlier times of being a parent. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, and so I created. Uh, it's, it's about creating the moment, I think. So I created a birthday party, which was a hike. I mean, talk about kind of boring, but I didn't have money. So mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we did a hike, but I made little water bottles for them. I made all of the special, uh, necessary items to do that hike. Um, my kids still talk about that birthday party, um, mm-hmm. as being something fun, but it didn't cost me anything, but the little supplies and all these kids did a little hike. We were looking at flowers. We were looking at the scenery. I asked them, what were your favorite parts about it? So when I say fun, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, create the atmosphere for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the hard part about it, it is, is just recognizing I don't have a thousand dollars to spend on a birthday party, mm-hmm. you know, but own up to it. I, I wish somebody had told me that when I was in my twenties and thirties with my children, um, just own up to it, but create the space for fun. Mm-hmm. It's how you present a situation because yes, there were kids during that birthday party that said, I don't want to hike. I don't want to do this. And we created games like, you know, I spy this and all of a sudden that kid was in it, you know, so you mm-hmm. got to get a little creative yeah. and um, I, I, I say, just be a little bit more humble about where you're at. Don't try to compete with the Joneses. It's not yeah. to serve you well. It's mm-hmm. um, it, it, my kids never did not get what they needed. It may not have been what they wanted, you know, that new pair of Nike tennis shoes or something like that, but they always had what they needed. And now growing up, um, I have seen my children more resilient, even in budgeting and figuring out what's important compared to me. Mm -hmm. And that is a testament to parenting when they were young. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what practical advice can you offer? to help parents teach life skills to their own children? Um, I really had to think about this question a little because um, one of the, I'm constantly about lessons learned and that's kind of how this book started as well, but lessons learned. And so I created days, special days, and it was called like call day or payday or adventure day. Um, 
And I encourage you to do something that in your own form, I just give the advice, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel, but do it your way. But for example, for example, adventure day, my husband, um, reluctantly, I gave the kids a map in London and I said, okay, I have the money. We're going to the Madame Tussaud Museum, which my husband was like, do we have to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, that's what the kids had voted on and they wanted to do that. And I said, okay, but we're going to, you know, switch it up today. It's called adventure day. You three, my three children, you have to get us there. So they took the tube map or the uh, Metro map and yes, we went the wrong way. And my husband is like, (laughs) no, Um, but it may have taken us an hour, two hours longer to get to the museum that day. They remembered how they worked together, how to get us there. I gave them the money to pay for the tube. I gave them, you know, opportunities to assist them, but I didn't give them the directions Wow, And I think that that is a practical piece of advice to help parents. Let your kids do some stuff. Let them make mistakes. Let them go the wrong way in another 20 minutes <laughs> and gently probe. Do you think you see that stop on the line that way? <laughs> but just yeah. don't give them the answers. Let them fail a little bit, but create opportunities for them Um to learn life lessons. We don't do that anymore. You know, you, the three of us kind of grew up on the streets playing outside until the lights went down and your kids, your mom whistled and said, get your butts home. Yeah. You know, we don't have that unfortunately because the way the world is a little bit, but you can control these days. So adventure day was one that I had Um, call day. I made my kids, if we were in a hotel, I made them call down and say, can we get a late checkout or where's the pool in the hotel? Can you tell me how to get there? And it helped their telephone skills. So those are practical things. Like what do you want your kids to be able to do in the world? We, as parents, I feel sometimes do too much for them, Right. Mm-hmm. right. but if we yeah. can control how they get knowledge or how they practice these life skills, I think that is super practical and super it helpful is. to them as adults. Yeah. It is. And you know, Julianne, the hard thing as a parent is just what you described being as painful as it is for the kid, but it's also painful for the parent to see your kid fail. And so you're always trying to put up the buffers so that doesn't happen, but then you've you've so handicapped them for life. And uh, so you have to be willing to step back and think about the greater good. And I tell you, that was something I struggled with as a parent, because, you know, you want to get in there and, uh, you know, you want to get in there and you want to fix it. And also when you talked about letting them figure things out, it was like, okay, I only got 20 minutes. I'm pressed for time. It's quicker if I do it myself. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. And we have to, we have to fight against that. I tell you, I'm, I'm impressed with your kids finding uh, their way around London because when I went, let me tell you, I was hanging on to my husband on the Metro, like a child, because I was afraid I'd get lost. And he was looking at me like, can we back it up a little bit? You know? <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, this is where it paid off because we were moving and uh, my daughter had an opportunity to do an internship in um, Budapest. And of course, I mean, she was 
I want to say 17 and she wanted to do it. And I was like, I I'm moving houses. I can't do this. So I called her grandparents and I said, if I pay for the hotel or the Airbnb, will you go and just be with her? So I know that she has an adult with her. So the three of them flew and had this magical experience. And my mother-in-law said to me, I don't know how we would have gotten around this city without her. Wow. That was a testament to um, adventure day. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, really that is, that is. And and she was exposed to it very early. And now, I mean, they can direct the crud out of me now. I mean, I have two daughters in New York city and that place is, that's a jungle to me. It's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, you take this bus and you get off here and somehow wow. they figure it out. Figure and it out. you know, now yeah. with the world of Google and everything that, you know, Google maps and yeah. it tells you, yeah. we, you know, we had paper maps. Yeah, <laughs> They right. have, you know, they have this beautiful telephone that walks with them and yeah. tells them where yeah. to go now. And they, yeah. they, even now they're like, mom, come on, you know? So I'm yeah. learning from them now. That's great. Right. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. So can you share a little bit about how you survived the holidays with your family and friends being, you know, all across the globe? (laughs) Well, this one, this one was super special to me. My father was in the military and growing up, something stuck with me. Um, You know, he was in Vietnam and he said, you know, that's the hardest time of life is the holidays and being so far away from your family. Mm -hmm. And so he told me, it would have been nice just to have that home cooked meal. And I'm, I'm all about bringing people to my table. And um, so I would join a USO group for women or whatever, wherever we were living. And somehow I would get six to eight to 10 um, military men or women at our kitchen table uh, for a Thanksgiving or a holiday meal or St. Patty's nice. day. And I would bring them into my house and the joy of seeing a, service member sitting next to a Japanese woman who had never tasted Turkey next to uh, my British friend who loved pumpkin pie, but only had one, had it one time before at another Americans, you know, house enjoying that. And then my husband speaking Spanish to a boy from New Mexico, I would sit back and I would, that was like my greatest victory because my kids were witnessing that how Mm. it's about bringing all those individuals to a table And so I adopted that from my dad. I basically said, if my dad was one of those military guys, did I serve them or did I provide them value for a holiday? And uh, it kind of stuck with me. And that's how uh, Mm -hmm. we had very eclectic holidays. So I say, Mm -hmm. invite that Japanese person or that um, Irish person. I mean, my, I I didn't have a USO situation in, in Dublin when we lived there. And so I invited uh, my husband and I invited his all his office staff for Thanksgiving dinner, and okay. um, it was magical, you know. And, and my daughter said that was probably the best turkey ever made by an Irish person that helped me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think you will be pleasantly surprised if you let people into your home that are not your norm during the mm-hmm. holidays, and mm-hmm. just let them expose them to. Mm-hmm. Um, just the celebration. And and I think to myself, whether you're Jewish or Christian or whatever religion you are, you can learn something. I mean, I, I praise one of my neighbors in Mexico city. She invited my kids for Hanukkah and went down and taught them everything and explained to them. 
And I was sitting there in awe, like, I didn't know the dreidel meant that I didn't Mm -hmm. know, you know, and I said, gosh, shame on me. I should have learned about that. But that stuck in my kid's mind that she invited us to her home to experience Hanukkah and I'm not Jewish. So, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to go to the um, last question that we have for you today. What is how a mother took her first step on the moon about? Talk to us about your book. Well, um, my cousin, who is kind of like my, my idol, idol, um, basically found out she had anaplastic thyroid cancer the beginning of this year. And I was mm. dreading turning 50 and, mm. um, she kind of kicked me in the rear and said, you know what, I'm praying to make it to my next birthday. And she is a testament to that, her positivity. And it really made me reflect on if a something was to happen to me, what, what do I want my children to know? And, and B like, get it in gear, say yes to things. And so I started February 10th. I finished this April, uh, probably about April, uh, 2nd. Wow. So the book came out very quickly, but, um, because of my profession, now I am a life and career coach. Um, I always ask my clients powerful questions. And so I thought, gosh, parents need uh, a journal or a guidebook of something to help them as I do my clients. And with the um, momentum of my cousin, I took together all my scratch notes of memories and I wrote, they're not uh, life-changing pieces of advice, but it's uh, little short stories in each chapter for example, uh, practice what you preach. Mm. It's a funny little story of something that happened to me. It gives Mm. my piece of advice. And then it asks you a powerful question for you to write in the book and journal um, your intention. So go forward as a parent with intention or an aunt or a grandparent. It's for everybody. It's not just for parents. um, Because I think especially now having kind of gone through COVID, there is so much chaos in the world. There is war, there's pandemic. Um, I wanted to create this book to help not recreate the wheel, take things that I've learned from other mothers and other people and have them documented in a book so that they can uh, laugh at themselves, enjoy it, but at the same time say, this is my memory and this is what I want to keep for you because it, it was very helpful when my clients journal. Wow. Right. Yeah. Well, tell us about the title. How did, how, what does it, how did you come up with the title? Um, I, as a kid, I, I kept reading about that first step that Neil Armstrong first step. And I kept thinking about how scary, how fearful he must've been, but he was our example of go forth and learn and explore. And he had to take that first step before any other astronaut took that first step. And as mothers, sometimes we feel like we're also having to take a first step. That's right. so true. Yeah. And I want to hold some of these mothers' hands and say, I messed up. I screwed up. Yes. But my three children are better versions of me than I ever will be because they were given the opportunity And, um, sometimes they humble me. I am learning from them constantly. Now they are teaching me. And Mm. I think that's a testament to how our kids are surviving such crazy things coming at them. Mm. And if, if we give them the opportunities, 
they will outshine us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but you got to have a game plan. And so the book was a game plan. I'm sure Neil Armstrong had everybody vying for him to take that step. And Mm -hmm. so that's where it came from. And then the cover of the book um, was my very best friend. She is an artist and And she's always said, you have these cute little shoes that you wear all the time. And And we hashed it out in the front, picking up dog poop (laughs) and it was fun. And, um, my boy, my book brings joy to mothers saying, oh my gosh, it's practical. It's, you know, people aren't telling you a stoic content. It's funny stories. You know, I, I will tell you practice what you preach is I kept telling my kids, if your grandmother sees what you post out on social media, would, would you be embarrassed Mm -hmm. yet? I was tired. I had had a little uh, party night before a swim <laughs> and I lost Rochambeau with my husband. I had to take them to the swim meet. So I snapped a picture of my left boob to my husband and I said, you're a boob. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, my daughter opened my husband's Snapchat. Oh, so I, I had uh, a day. I was not practicing what I teach. And so, you know, the powerful question is, is, you know, what, what is integrity for you? If you're going to say something, what are you going to do about it? You know, and and it asks you to think about those things. Cause I think if we have the time to reflect, you'll realize we mess up. Yeah. 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 We do. And I just want to say that, um, how a mother took her first step on the moon um, is just worth it for the boob story. So we want to encourage I will tell you, there's some other big fails in there. I, uh, there you go, people. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you don't want to miss that. But seriously, Julianne, it has been wonderful just chatting with you today. But do you have any parting words for our audience or something you want to share before we wrap up? Um, I want you to ponder where you're at in life and know that you have not failed in any way. I want you to pivot and shift and realize there's, there's opportunity. There's opportunity to, if you've done something to your child that you think, oh, this is, you know, a horrible situation. I want you to go forth and think, how am I going to make that person's day better tomorrow? And, and nine times out of 10, it works. They hug you harder. They hold your hand more. Um, life is short. So enjoy it. Enjoy the people that matter to you. Mm, nice. Mm. That's, um, that's great advice. So again, thank you so much for joining us today at um, Earring's office. It's been our delight uh, to meet with you and chat with you. Well, thank Take you. Take good care. It's been wonderful to be with. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.